you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Thursday edition of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is Thursday, April 18th, 2019. I'm Renee Canales, joined in the studio by James Baccioni, Evan Mazza, and our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. How's it going? Wow. How's it going? going? Hey, how's how's it going? Lovely. How Lovely. you doing? Lovely. Good. You doing well? I'm good. Good. Phone number to call 631-676-2968 if you want to join the conversation. Uh, on the docket today, we're, we're... I wrote, I googled Jets Howdy. I think I what? was going to say Howdy when he mentioned my name, and some for some reason I translated it to text. So like I searched Jets, Jets Howdy. Hey, howdy I looked at the videos, I'm like, what? That's weird. I was like, this isn't the schedule. <laughs> That's weird. Jets Howdy. 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 Poor Brett Howdy, Weirdo. man. He, he howdy. understood. Uh... But, Howdy, partner. Well, that goes into Yeehaw. what I was going to say. On the, Sandy cheeks. On the to- on the docket today, we're going to be talking about the uh, NFL schedule, which were uh, schedules which were released last night at eight o'clock. Oh, the New York Jets could have a real nice record by the time they hit that Raven game in week fifteen. Uh, no, I'm let's not get ahead. Of, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Ooh, we got boy. the Jets schedule. We're going to get into some games that we're going to th- that we're going to you know break down a little bit. They're, they're, they're a team that since the schedules came out yesterday, they're a team I think that. Not that we're based in New York. I think they're a team that has a really interesting schedule in terms of where they, they start and then they get to that Week 10 Giants game. I kind of oh, disagree. Yeah. I think that their schedule is kind of front-loaded. Once but, they hit that Jaguar game, though? Jaguars, Dolphins, that, Giants, well, Redskins, yeah, Raiders, but Before Bengals. that, they play, all, they play NFC East opponents yeah. in the first half of the season. But also what's cool about the Jets schedule is that they have no long, uh, long road trips. Right, right, right. They're only staying on the East Coast. The furthest they go, I believe, is Jacksonville. Uh and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So the Jets schedule, uh, let's look at that real quick. We got week one, Sunday, September 8th, the home opener against the Buffalo Bills. That's a 1 o'clock game. Um, Dude, Josh Allen against Josh Allen round one. <laughs> I mean, if, if the Jets do draft Josh Allen, that's going to make for that's so gonna many be the jokes. First, that's going to be the first game uh, of the Adam Gase era uh, with Le'Veon Bell and the, uh, you know, and, and the new look New York Jets with their new jerseys. Literally. Um <laughs> If we if we look at it from from the perspective now, is that penciled in as a win there for the no, New York Not at all. I like what Buffalo did this offseason. I do. I do, too. I agree. I think Buffalo is actually going to be pretty competitive this year. But a home op- opening day at home at, at the Meadowlands, the Jeff fans are going to show up hyped up as all heck. The last time they met MetLife, the Bills embarrassed them. Now the Jets got the comeback win before when they went to Buffalo, but still – I'm sure yeah, that's we don't stigma. talk about we don't talk about that. That stick that stigma is probably still there for a lot of Jets and the Jet fans. I think opening day, big big expectations. They're going to come out and have a nice win that day. I, I also will tell you this from experience: Adam Gase's offense always struggled against the Bills for the most part. All right, congratulations. <laughs> in Miami, it was totally different. They was they, 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 they yeah, sucked in Miami. Yeah, but, they sucked in Miami. Yeah, but so left left Bell was not on your team. Sam Donald was not on your team. Well, it's really not the Week One matchup that's. The most exciting one. It's the week two, week, week two. three, yeah. week four is the bye, but week five, week six, Dude, week, week seven, four is week the eight. Most. Like those week two through week eight, with the week four being the bye, those are those are games that's that, going to make or break this Jets season early. Right, We're going to exactly. know. Right? It's kind of like the Giants season of last year where they had that really tough stretch, mm-hmm. and you know they went the one and seven because it was can they 
survive this early part of the schedule. Turns out they didn't do it. With this Jets team, a team with Sam Darnold, who last season had to bench him at a point because the schedule got too crazy because they needed it to give him a break, a mental break. What, what's they, what are they going to do if they have a rough start here? I mean, this, it, it, they, let's look at that for a second. They got the Browns on a Monday Night Football game in Week 2. Mm-hmm. Then they have the Patriots Week 3, by Week Week 4. By. Eagles week five, Cowboys week six, Patriots again week seven. That's that's Monday the night. that's the Monday night game. Yeah, uh, and then the Jaguars week eight, Dolphins week nine. That's where it gets a little easier. You get a little relief, but I mean that's one, two, three, four, five, six games where, and the Bills game is not a gimme game either. Seven games to start your season. If the if the all right, so if we're including the if, it, it's if we're tough. Inclu- it's a tough stretch. If we're including the Bills game in that in in that uh, time sp- in that space. Mm-hmm. If the Jets come out three and four or four and three in those games, oh, that'd be great. You, you would uh, take you, that. You, you, yeah. You'll take that. One hundred percent. You'll because take that. then going after that after that stretch, week nine starting, you have the Dolphins, the Giants, the, the Redskins. Redskins, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins. Look at that. I mean, those are all games where you can come out and win. Where if you said you go a four and three or just you survive, you stay afloat during that rough seven game stretch where you play the Patriots twice, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, then you're looking at a pretty solid chance of the Jets to make a legitimate playoff run if they can sur- just survive that early stretch. Yeah. But that's going to be a lot easier said than done. I agree. Easier said than done. The NFL is a week-to-week basis. It's a parody. There's injuries, of course, and you never know what's going to happen. Coaching coaching effectancy, team, you know, maybe the Jets just have an off day. But you just, I think you look at the schedule. If you go 3-3, three and three, just those first six games alone. I think Jacksonville's awful. That's a win right there to me. You think Jacksonville's awful? I think they. I think they're horrid. Oh. I think you go oh. from you go from week eight on. This team could really make a run. No, I think the addition of Nick of Foles makes him a little, makes him better. I, it I just it, it gives it. them an actual quarterback that can actually throw the ball. I mean, this isn't a Jets team of full of world beaters. Either. No, I mean, but it's it's, not. It's, it's it's to me, it's a very very talented Jets team. Which Jets is why I've seen talent. He, he, this he isn't say, even a team that's projected to win the division. I mean, he he's saying the Jets can have a, a, a really good record going into the Jacksonville game, and I'm just like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is the Jets we're talking about here. This is a, this is a, this is a, no. Hey, listen, right. as much as you want to laugh about it it's the new york jets this is a team that uh coming off of the uh, of the two afc championship games under the rex ryan era with oh, mark right. sanchez you going in with full-blown ex- expectations going into the next year and then they just completely fall on their face no. and ever since then they haven't made the playoffs no you're right you shouldn't have such a high expectation for a team that went four and twelve no exactly you, you, your expectations should be just to want to compete. Mm-hmm. You, it necessarily doesn't have to be the playoffs this you're, year. You are 100% right, but I'm looking at the way the schedule, the way they made the you schedule. You never know because you don't know how the rosters are constructed till after the draft. Exactly. And after, you know, training camp and stuff. If, if I'm you right. have to do the eye test. If, I, if I'm looking at it this way, right, if I'm looking at how the teams played last year and the acquisitions that they made this year, I'm thinking the Jets can go eight, eight, nine, seven, but we still have to see what what what, what comes out of the uh, out of the NFL draft, which is actually taking place next next Thursday. Yep, round one starts next. And Thursday. then you have a training camp. Who gets cut? Who doesn't? Who gets hurt? Who doesn't? Going into week one of the regular season, things can change. Things mm-hmm. can be totally different. You don't know what's going to happen. But if you if I'm looking at it from my perspective. I think eight and eight, nine and seven is a justified uh, justified record for the New York Jets. With, it is with this schedule as they have it now. Let me ask but, you, but okay. that, but but that uh, week two to through eight or uh, one through seven or however you want to look brutal. at it, that's brutal. 
That that that's a tough schedule. That's right. a tough one. You're gonna the Jets are really gonna have to come out of there about at least the, even. About that stretch, do you like playing the Patriots twice in the first seven weeks? You play them week no. three and you play them week seven. I don't because you don't no. have to get them over. They're a slow starting weeks, team. Weeks week seven, um, the Jets are playing that Monday night. The Patriots are coming off of an extended break because they play Thursday night the week before. Mm. Right. So they're so gonna, they have more so they time have, to game. They have they have uh, they have ten days off opposed to the Jets. Uh, six days off or whatever it is because they're playing on Monday night. So I, I don't like the fact that the that the games are so close together. But I mean, at that point, if you're if 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 you're going forward, if you're moving forward, you're looking at the second half of the schedule, and the Jets are fighting for a playoff spot. You know they're not going to have to play the Patriots going down the stretch. Well, I mean, you still got the Ravens and the Steelers in Week 15 and 16. But that's which, why those two games right there could. <clears throat> Prove to be games that you're playing for a wild card oh, yeah, spot. yeah, for sure. That's why those stretch of games from week 8 to week 14 is so big because they need to win those games. You win a lot of those games, even all of them. Well, by, the time you hit, by the time you hit Baltimore, you're in prime position to make a serious playoff run. When you hit Baltimore on the road, Pittsburgh at home, and then you got to go to Buffalo and freezing cold late what, December, January. What, ma- what makes it better is the fact that coming off of that, that rough uh, seven games in a row that the Jets are facing there, you're facing below average opponents. That's what makes it. That's what makes that schedule look sort of like okay. Well, the Jets can sort of if the if the Jets can weather that storm in the beginning half of the season, they can really yeah, six sort games of, in a row against teams who didn't make the playoffs exactly. last year and who aren't projected to make it this year. So there's sort of you know that oh man that's that's a tough way to start the year. But then you look at the second half, it's like okay, you can really bounce back and you can really make a serious. Run for eight a out, wild card eight out of your last nine are against teams who didn't make the playoffs last year. If, if the Jets play their cards right and they play well throughout the, the first half it's of the your season, first seven it, that's tough. It, it, you can make you can make a serious case for the Jets making a, a wild. Just card be run. three and three. Just be three and three with those first seven games. And I agree. Be all right. Just uh, be three and three. Yeah, and you'll be all right. Got Anthony, or even two and four. Anthony Carragher on the line. Anthony, how's it going, sir? Hey everyone, how's everyone doing today? Not bad. How you doing, Not Anthony? Bad. What's up? What you got on your mind, man? Yeah, sure. Right. Go for it. Um, my question is: Are the Red Sox seriously in deep trouble right now? David Price uh, had a quote after last night's game and said, "We're dead last." Talking about the major league and the minor league system, as their minor league team, they don't have anything because they traded the farm and the future for Chris Sale. Um, he goes, "If you look at if, you, if we continue this pace, JD will be gone, Mookie will be gone, and things will be bad here for a long time." Are the Red Sox right now, if you think about it, they're 6-13, and 13, haven't been bitten by the injury, injury bug, don't have a bullpen. Are they in deep trouble? Uh, well, well, I was actually yeah, at the game. I was going to say, you were there. What did you see from like the demeanor of the club even? like? I mean, they got out to a quick 3 nothing lead last, last night off of Jay Happ. They, they got a home run from J.D. Martinez early in the game. And then Vasquez hit a home run that gave them the three nothing lead, and their demeanor—you know—they were they were up in it. You know, they their, their demeanor was good. Nathan Evaldi had a pretty good start, gave up one run in his outing, and then they 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 moved it over to the bullpen, and that's where they lose it. Yeah, their bullpen is is their weakest link right now. Uh, Mookie Betts isn't having the year that he's supposed to be having in the contract year. Um, he's batting two hundred, I believe it is. Uh, his average went down to last night. Um, Let me see. Uh, 
you know, so that that that's a big bat that you miss that that's really not connecting at the top of your lineup if you're if you're relying on moving. He's batting two hundred. He's batting two hundred. So that that's tough. Nathan Avaldi brought down his ERA yesterday, but that bullpen is what's really killing them at this point because you go to um uh I think his name was Work uh Brandon Workman. Brandon Workman last Brandon night. Workman. He 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 loads up the bases. And then you, you move on to another uh, reliever, and he gives up the grand slam to Gre- uh, to Brett Gardner. So, no matter where they go after their their starting pitching, it, it it's no good for them. They lost Joe Kelly. Craig Kimbrell's I mean, not there no more. Yeah, but I was just gonna say, there's a guy yeah. sitting there who's got, who won a championship with them last year, who they and who's could not make willing to take for. a three year deal. Maybe he's, you pay him. Is it at this point? Is he the it, answer? It's ba- it's no, ba- he's not. Maybe he's not the difference maker, but he'll stop the bleeding a but little bit. But it's better than what they have now. Yeah. And let's just be completely honest. The starting pitching hasn't been the greatest either. Chris Sale got if rocked Chris, on If Chris Tuesday. Sale is awful, that starting rotation's in dire trouble. Chris Sale got rocked on Tuesday. And what did he say post-game? I flat out I, stink. Yeah. So, I mean, they are they in stink. trouble? They, they're 6-13. and 13. They haven't had the start, obviously, that they wanted. And, and historically-wise, they're uh, as reigning champions – they're they're, have, they're having one of the most miserable starts in in history. It's the worst start uh, since the, from a World Series champion since the Marlins. Exactly. Believe, it, you know. yeah, Which year? I, I read that. I read that. Their run differential. Their run differential is like second to worst in, 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 as a reigning champion to start the next season. Um, which I think they're at a, a minus forty seven, I think it is, or something like that. I might have, I might have mm-hmm. read wrong. Because the Marlins had their fire sale, the Red Sox didn't. Well, I was about to say they, both, the they, had, they yeah. both had a fire the, sale the, each year, ninety seven, two thousand three. Some positive that you could take out of the Red Sox, JD Martinez is at, is off to a really good start this year, and he's batting he's over three hundred. He's great. Um, he's gonna get paid. Xander Bogarts is all right. Rafael Devers, whenever he needs to get a hit, he gets a hit. But other than that, the Red Sox, it it's tough to say that you. Uh, if, you're, have- if you're a fan, you should be a little a little bit nervous I, going into May that the Red Sox are as bad as they are. They've only won six games. I do wonder if JD. Yeah, I mean, oh, so go ahead, Anthony. I mean, like you know, it is six and thirteen. It's only we're only twenty games into the regular season, and we love a hundred and forty more to go. But those are twenty I games mean, you can't get back at this point. No, and I told that's my that was my point. I said, those are twenty games you can't get back, and they said a stat last night on the telecast that the worst. The Red Sox did last year in an 18-game stretch was nine and nine. Mm. That's not bad that at all. You're, you're six and twelve in that 18-game stretch. That means you have to go 12 and six. And again, with this bullpen, even get back to even. And with this bullpen, I don't see. I don't know how they can't get on. How they can't go on a run? They can't. And I mean, I said this. I know I said this during like the preseason when you know. They came out and said their uh, win-loss records for all the teams and things like that. That you, you're relying on Chris Sale to go nine every every start because you don't you can't kill the bullpen. And you know what? If they do make the playoffs by any chance of the imagination after having a rough start right now, is David Price going to do it again? Probably not. Is Nathan Avaldi landing in a bottle? I don't think so because he's having a good start. But you're wasting a lot of good starts on Nathan Avaldi. I think and besides those three guys, name me another starter. Rick Porcello? Really? I think Is that the guy you're really landing, putting your chips on? No, and, and, and that's what happened last night. You wasted a really good start from Nathan Avaldi, who gave up just one run. Uh, and then you turned it over to the bullpen, and Brett Gardner hits a grand slam. I mean, hmm. you, you, your favorite. Yeah, my favorite player of all time. <laughs> um, no, it's it's tough. Six and 13, it's going to be tough to come back from that. I mean, 
last year, what what saved them was the fact that they went eighteen and no. two in, at the start of the season. It can be done at this point, but it's definitely <laughs> concerning. I mean, you it's start, concerning. once you get close to ten games out, eleven games out, that's when it becomes really difficult to come back. Yeah. Even no matter what point yeah. in the season it is, ten games when you get double digits, it just gets really hard. And right so, now they're the they're the. They're the third best team in that division right now. Maybe even the fourth. Tampa Bay and the Yankees. No, what's making Yankees. what's making it all that rough is that Tampa Bay keeps winning. Yeah. They're fourteen and four and right now. And that's my point. That's my point. Like the Red Sox right now are eight games out, and I hate to say this as a Yankee fan, but Tampa Bay is the deepest team in the in baseball right now. That team. They're certainly deepest have in the division. A bunch of great players. They have a bunch yeah. of just good players. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to look too far to see a team with a bunch of good players to win a World Series. It was the Royals in two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, don't for, remind me. No, for sure. Um, just going back to that run differential, the, the Red Sox are minus forty-two right now in run differential. And you look at the rest of the you look at the rest of the AL. You got the the Mariners are playing well, but you kind of think they're going to slow it down a but bit. The, but course, the but the Astros really bounced back. They won ten in a row. Oh, the Astros are the before Astros they are lost last. Before they yeah. lost yeah, last. Yeah, the night. Astros are great. They're the best to me. The Astros are the best team in baseball, and they were the best coming into baseball coming mm-hmm. into the year. They're still the best right now. You know, the, the Yankees, I think, when they get healthy, are going to be all right. The Rays are, are there. The Rays are going to be in the division race all year long. The I mean, Indians and the Twins you know, are going to... we sleep on the Rays. They, they won 90 games last year. Yeah. You know, but we sleep on the Rays because that's the Rays. But at the same time, they won 90 games this year, and they're proving this year that it's not a fluke. They're 14-4 right now. And, I'm, yeah. and not much um, has changed with their roster either. Mm. They, they haven't yeah, really no, had they much turnover. They back the same guys. Yeah. What else you got, Anthony? Nothing. That's about it. As I'm pulling into my beautiful work, workplace of employment. Um, <laughs> what did you think of Superstar Shakeup, Anthony? Um, interesting. I think it needed to happen. We'll get fresh matchups, as you'll see Roman versus a few people on SmackDown. Uh, you'll see AJ versus a few people on Raw. You'll get fr- you'll get fresh matchups. I mean, it wasn't anything that I'm sitting there, you know, you know. Patting my chest, saying it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> uh, it just needed to happen, you know. Raw and SmackDown both getting really stale. Mm. What? All right, man. We appreciate the call, Anthony. Have a great hey, shift at work. Take it easy. Uh, but yeah, um, make that money. Nah, I mean, he's absolutely no, right about good, like yeah. the Tampa Bay Rays and. That was a good question to bring up. Like, uh, are the Red Sox in trouble after the sweep by the Yankees? I, I mean, it's it's. It's so early to say that they don't have a chance with you know what but they don't did last bury year. Yourself. No, they, they, that's yeah. what they're starting to yeah. do. I mean, it's yeah. they're eight and a half out. I just I just confirmed, and they're four and six in their last ten games with a three game losing streak. It's just what like when you start hitting that double digit point, it just gets really tough, especially when the Yankees are starting to find their groove again and they're starting to get a little healthier. The they you know the Rays keep the winning. It, it's it's really not a good situation to put yourself in so early. And, and Actually, the Red Sox start a series in Tampa Bay over the weekend, to, starting tomorrow. Need, need two out of three. I mean, if you sweep that, then it's really a lot of your a lot let, of your let, concerns are taken care of. Let, but. Let's not go carried away. Two out of three. They get Detroit at four at Fenway uh, next week. Then they get Tampa at home, Oakland at home, and Oakland's I think a pretty good pretty good ball club. Chicago and Baltimore on the road, Seattle at home, Colorado at home, Houston at home. That's kind of rounding out their May for a bit. Then they get well, the Yankees again, 30 and the 31st. I mean, they just split four at Fenway with Baltimore, mm-hmm. and they lost the series to Toronto. They get they get they get Toronto on the road twentieth to the May twentieth to the twenty third, and in Toronto they it's, get Houston on the road. It, it, yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, it's definitely a start uh, that that'll get some people concerned. 
But I, I mean, as we say, like it's it's still April, but at this point, those are twenty games, and you're not really going to get back, and you're starting six and thirteen. Yeah, you can't bury yourself. Yeah, at this point, the way they're playing right now, they're going to continue to bury themselves. I mean, we talked about their a lot of things. Their pitching being a problem. And they're only batting two twenty nine as a team, mm-hmm. which th- is shocking. Because that lineup, I think that's JD, unacceptable. I think JD Martinez is the only one over three hundred. I might be. Was I might. It, I might Xander was around. Let's or take Xander a look. as well. Yeah. It, 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 I know it's look. not more I, than two. Yeah, M- it's not more than two. Struggled. At the top of the order, and, and Mookie them. Mookie's having some really bad at bats too. Yeah, I, he's I, not having good. He's not having good. They're twentieth in the league with sixty-eight RBIs as a team. League leader Seattle has a hundred. Xander has. I mean, this is a team last year who just put, could put up runs at will. Played small ball, could hit the long ball, did whatever it took to beat up a pitcher and to get, you know, to the World Series and win it. Like they did. It's and to see with really kind of the same lineup, same roster mm-hmm. almost c- completely. Yeah. How, how you, is it a hangover? I, mean, I think it's a little bit of a hangover. I think a little bit is. They're depleted in the bullpen. Their bullpen that, stinks. But their lot. offense stinks too right now. Xander's that, batting that, 297. I think, I think that has more to do with the with the hangover but, than anything else. But it's, I, it, this is at this point, this is a prolonged hangover. I also think it's too. a little bit of a pressing need too. Maybe you're trying to do too much because you know you're going to have to put up a big number in support of your bullpen not pitching well, and maybe your starter not necessarily going deeper in the ball game. Like I, we saw last night, if the people who watched the game, they they had the bases loaded in the eighth, in the top of the eighth with Adam Aravino pitching, and Eduardo Nunez pops up to right field. I mean, it, right. you're squandering chances like that to to put runs on the board to tie the game. A single ties the game for you at that point. You're down five to three. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't have that happen. You really can't. That's mm-hmm. what they didn't do last year. Yeah. In, in moments like that, you get the they use they would get the run in last year. Yeah, it'd be deep enough for you know the run. You're right. They're 29th out of 30 in the leagues with a 6.01 ERA as a team. Yeah, Xander's batting 297. JD Martinez is batting 350 something. Everyone else is in the 240. Yeah. He's a buck. You know, buck. For, you know, whatever. You know. It's it's, it's a tough consistency. Start. It's a tough tough a tough start for the Red Sox. And if I mean if they go into Tampa, and and take two out of three. We know maybe that maybe that could be some sort of a, a, a rallying point. A, a rallying of, of a start for the Red Sox, and maybe they can pick it up from there. We know this; they won't get Blake Snell. No, right. yeah, he's, he's, he's out for. I mean, it was one game, right? That he's supposed to miss with a broken pinky toe bro- or something. Broken like that. toe, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the and uh, the Yankees' perspective of this, um, that's two straight wins. You, you're five and five in your last ten games. You that your winners three out of your last four. You know, maybe this is sort of a, a turn here of the tie for the Yankees. Now they got the Royals and the Bronx for a weekend series. And they're awful. And, yeah, and they're not good. So maybe this Dude, can be the a... the song Royals by Lord is still fantastic. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> With that being said, let's go to break. Um, when we come back, we'll get back into the NFL schedule. Uh, we'll point, pinpoint some games for us that are must-watch going into this uh, 2019-2020 NFL season. Uh, so we'll touch on that when we get back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. Uh, thanks to Anthony Carragher uh, for calling in and asking us that Red Sox question there. Um Real quick, we got the Yankee lineup. Brett Gardner leading off. Aaron Judge batting second, playing Boom. right field. Luke Voigt playing first base, batting third. Gleyber Torres at the shortstop position, batting fourth. DJ LeMay, he playing third. 
He's batting fifth. Clint Frazier in the lineup once again, bat, uh, batting sixth and playing left field. Mike Ford is the DH, batting seventh. Austin Romine is the catcher, batting eighth. And Tyler Wade, the second baseman, is batting ninth. On the mound for the New York Yankees is Domingo Herman. He's going for a, for a 4 0 start for the New York Yankees. Um, and Jimmy uh, has him as his uh, fantasy pitch, uh, starting pitcher? Yeah, cool. Today? Not bad. <laughs> um, well, he's so not my closer. Th- <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, so, wait. After the Grand Slam last night, did you throw yourself a guardy party? I did. <laughs> I did. I went. I got lightheaded. <laughs> I got lightheaded. Um, but that's the Yankee lineup uh, for tonight's matchup against the Kansas City Royals starting a four-game set at the, in the Bronx. Um, but <laughs> with that being said, let's move away from that. Let's also move away from the New York Jets. We finished off, uh, finished talking about their schedule. You want to do the Giants' schedule? Um, no. Nah, they're trash. Uh, oh, actually, before we go there, I had a question for you since we weren't here we talked about Russell Wilson the other day. You were here mm-hmm. for that. Do you think that makes the Giants more of a necessity to go after a Josh Rosen or no? Um, I mean, I've always said that I, me personally, I would like the move to get a Josh Rosen. I think he's a good quarterback. When he had the time, I've seen highlights of when he actually had like you know more than half a second to look up and make a play <laughs> yeah. last season. He can complete a pass, and uh, you know the Giants line has improved. I think Josh Rosen could learn a little bit under Eli for a couple of games, half a season, a little bit, something like that. Because Eli just said the other day that he is, you know, he understands the situation. He's not upset if the Giants draft or make the mm-hmm. trade for the quarterback of the future. Um, is it a necessity? I mean, bringing someone in soon yeah. is, is going to be a necessity. Now, I, I, you know how I felt about Russell Wilson. Yeah. I thought that was always the guy who I wanted. Of right. A lot of Giants fans wanted him. Meant to him. bring that up the yeah. other day. Just but, um, that was never going to happen. Yeah, so that's out of the question. But... Yeah, I mean, I think I like Rosen, honestly, more than I would like uh, Haskins. Yeah, I, I'm not I big do. on Haskins. I really do. Yeah. But if they want to just go with Eli this year and wait till next year's draft or, and play the options next season, that's fine with me as well. Okay, fair enough. I want, I'll, I'll take, if they want to take best available on defense with that number six, I'm cool with it. So I meant to get this in the other no, day. No, no, no. It, it's all good. It was a relevant, relevant topic. But I do, I do want Rosen. So. Yeah. With that being said um, – James Baggioni, you had a few games there on your phone that you were really, really looking forward to, that you are really looking forward to yeah, going into this next games. season for the NFL. Yeah, a couple games uh, to highlight. I wish we had a music bed. Get it up. Renee, keep setting me up. All right, so. Replay. All right, so the NFL season, we all know, is chock full of a lot of games that, you know, that are very interesting and you know, most of them are divisional matchups. Uh, you know, we got like uh, Cowboys Eagles, you know, Cowboys Giants and stuff. Like, we got Saints Rams going coming up this season um, in a rematch of the NFC Championship game. So those are, you know, some games that some people would really, really look at. Atlanta, so, the Atlanta Falcons trolled. I was talking the Game of Thrones type of a schedule. It was release, like a right? schedule reveal thing. Yeah. And then, like, they as they were showing the Saints and the Rams. They were showing like the Saints marching, these Saints figures marching to the to the uh, stadium, and you saw like a ram, like a ram horse, just come in and run over a Saints saint, <laughs> and then you saw a referee go like that. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! But with that being said, James Bacchio. So the, fir- the first game here is literally the first game of the NFL season this year. It's the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears, Week One for the you know the first Starting Thursday right night opener. Yep. I mean that's a really intriguing game to me because you know this is a new offense for Aaron Rodgers. I really want to see how this team looks, you know, in the in 
in that opening coach. game against arguably one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in football against the Chicago Bears. That would be Matt LaFleur's I mean, yeah. uh, head debut. coaching debut. Matt LaFleur. Well. So it's just a really cool way to start the NFL season, seeing, oh, Aaron Rodgers, the first time in his career we've seen him with a different coordinator getting, you know, under the helm, playing against Cleo Mack and them boys and that defense. And them so, boys. You know, it's, you know, it's a great way to start the season. I know I would agree, I think- I, and, and it's also about seeing. And I'll let you get what you were going to say. It's also about seeing, you know, what type of Chicago Bears team comes out this year after you know having a really good last uh, uh, season last year, going into the playoff game against the Philadelphia Eagles, known as the Doink Game. Um, double doink. double doink. Yeah, the double doink game. Let's see how they bounce back, and with that defense, if it can. You know, improve on already what already was a good year. Chuck Pagano is going to do such. A, I mean, Vic Fangio was great, but Chuck Pagano is going to do such a great job with those guys. And they're not going to surprise people this year. They kind of surprise people by going ten and six. Trubisky's second year in. Matt Nagy's first year as a head coach. I'm, I'm, so they're not going to surprise people, but you know. I'm curious to see what that offense looks like without Jordan Howard because I really like exactly, that thunder and, that. that thunder and lightning approach of Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Howard's gone in Philly now, so now this is primarily Tariq Cohen's, you know, backfield now. How does Tariq Cohen work as an everyday back? Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty solid improved Packer defense. I still think Chicago's the clue, the better football team. I think they proved it last year; they have surpassed the Packers. But yeah, that's definitely an intriguing game because if the Packers go out and win and pull it off Week One. All right, we got to yeah. run. Yeah. We got something for that because I, I think the Bears could run away with this division personally. They're, they're, to me, they're the clue of the best in that division. Wow. <laughs> I don't agree, really. All right, next game I'm looking at another week one game Pittsburgh Steelers at New England Patriots. All the, obviously, Round all the, 25. All the turmoil we've seen in Pittsburgh this year, uh, this offseason, losing Le'Veon Bell, losing Antonio Brown. Kind of a fresh start now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are they still a good team without those two massive playmakers, two of the killer bees? Juju Smith-Schuster obviously going to get that bigger role. Ben Roethlisberger, still his team. Still got Tomlin there. Can they go into New England and kind of put this drama, put this turmoil aside and start the season off with a good victory against the New England Patriots? And this is also going to be a New England Patriots team that's uh, post the Rob Gronkowski era as he's heading into retirement. So, I I mean, but they did sign Demarius Thomas. Uh, just a few days ago, I love so, it. Sort of as you know, a a, as, a, as a piece there for Tom Brady, and on a receiving core that let's just be let's just be honest, you know, it's sort of thin yeah. up until that move. So both teams are you know going to be going through a little bit of some cha- uh, a few changes there. So I mean, that's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. That's the late game, right? On, on, Sunday, on night Sunday, Sunday night in game. Foxborough. Yeah, but the thing is though, the Steelers, Brady, so. the Steelers, the Steelers beat the Patriots last year. In Pittsburgh, but Sunday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, Foxborough, Gillette Stadium, another another banner being raised, another Super Bowl banner. The, the Patriots historically have had the Steelers number, other than last year. Yeah, both these teams had different teams, different changes, but the, the Patriots know how to play the Steelers. I think they get a. I think they. I, I just want to see how the Steelers kind of come out, and are they yeah. still? Can we still consider them after Week One? An upper echelon football team. I think well, that'll be a good, pretty good test for them early. Sure. Hey, if they pull it off, great. I mean, heck, they didn't. They, they, they it's had a good start. It's them. a good start to the you know post drama era. You know for sure. Yeah. With the with the Pittsburgh Steelers there. Yeah. So another game we're looking at after that one. Moving on to week two, 
Cleveland Browns, New York Jets, Monday Night Football. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. Donald versus Baker, round two. Greg Williams coaching coaching this game. You know he's going to have a chip on the shoulder looking to get payback on the Browns. He knows Baker Mayfield, that he's upset the Browns didn't bring him back. Oh, I'm looking for Odell Beckham going back to MetLife. I know it's the Gi- not the Giants, but he's going back to MetLife in New York. Oh, this game is going to be sweet. And I, you know the Jets want one back for after last year, after they mm-hmm. let one go last year, and you had the Isaiah Crowell thing. And Baker Mayfield, he beat Donald. He's got one on Donald now, and people are kind of like, oh, okay, all right, maybe the Browns are justifying picking Baker over Donald. Now Donald's got to go out there and prove, no, I was the best quarterback in this draft. Not Baker Mayfield, not Lamar Jackson who made the postseason. I am. Baker got one on me. That ain't happening again. I am so looking forward to this one. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time that the national spotlight is going to be on this new Cleveland Brown team. Obviously, yeah. the sexiest-looking roster in football with all the additions they made. The They got weapons all over the place on the defensive side, on the offensive side. Really excited to see. I mean, and the Jets have some new sexy additions as well. You know, it's going to be the first time the national spotlight's on Le'Veon Bell again in his new team. I mean... It, and it, those it, new it's, jerseys. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be... Stealth uh, black. Where are the stealth blacks? I, I think this one's going to have a lot of hype going into it. I think this is, a, you know, a lot of egos going on, going around in this game. A lot of... Yeah. It's going to be going to be a good week of build-up for this one. Could be a, could Listen, be a, let's just be completely honest. As a Jets fan, I'm excited. I, I'm excited that, you know, the team is... You know, they, they were able to, you know, add some really nice pieces to this team. Two teams who think they got a lot better. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And you're going into a game... That, when is the last time we ever really said... Jets, Browns, must watch. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, like That's prime true. time television. You never hear that in the same sense. You really never do. So it's definitely going to be an exciting game uh, for for Monday Night Football. I'll tell you the last time that happened. It 19, was the first six, night, first 19, ever Monday Night Football. Yeah, no, night. the first ever Monday Night Football game with the Jets and the Browns. Yeah. That was the first ever one. Jets lost, I think, that one. I believe they did. Yeah. All right, Mr. Baccioni. Next one, stay, I'm, staying in, I'm staying in week two. Renee, you brought it up before. I think everybody's looking forward to this Saints one. Saints Rams. Yeah. Obviously, we know what happened last season in the NFC Championship game, the missed call. What happens in this one? Is there tensions running high? Is there forget about it and play a clean game? I mean, it's... Is it in the Superdome? No, it's in uh, L.A. It's in L.A. (laughs) Just make sure it's not the same officiating crew. I I mean, this one's going to be definitely a game for for Sean Payne and the New Orleans Saints where they're going to come out here and say, you know, we understand it was last year. But let's go out there and prove that we can beat this Los Angeles Rams team without the help of the officiating crew. So, you know, that, that that's how I see it. And it's going to be the Rams Saints primetime television. It, it, it's the it, it's a 425 game, but it, it, it's usually that Sunday, you know, game of the day. Dude, game it's of the, the week heavyweight. The, oh, oh, yeah. That's, so, it's the Joe Buck. It's the Joe Buck. Troy Aikman game. It's, very exactly. qu- it's quite possibly the NFC championship game again. Going could into be. The season. So, well, very yeah. well could be. It could be. It's, I think you can call it the early favorite to be. Yeah, could be. For oh, sure. I, I think the yeah. whole I think everybody wants that rematch. And, and we're kind of lucky that it's happening so early. Yeah, I think this is this is a game where yeah, the Saints are looking forward to it. They, I mean, but then again, they've been yapping about it. Oh, they've been crying about it all year. Yeah, all they got to go out and, 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 and win this one. Yeah, go well, get that's it. That's what I'm saying. That, that's why. I, that's what I was meaning by you know, let's go out there and let's show them that we can actually win this game even without the help of the officiating crew. Let's go out there yeah. and put our, and put our foots on their throats and, if, and let's get this win. But if the Rams lay a beating on them. Woo-hoo, boy. Sean Payne won't let that down. Underlying story, not really a storyline, but read it the other day. What if Cooper Cup is back for the Rams? Because he's targeting to be back by week one. He wasn't right. there for the NFC title. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah. 
Mr. Baccioni. I love Cooper Cup. All right, moving on a little bit to week five. Not a huge one, this one, but an interesting game that I think is going to have some weight under it. Indianapolis Colts at Kansas City Chiefs in week five. You know, a rematch of last year's playoff game. The Chiefs kind of blew the Colts out of the water. The Colts were kind of, people were starting to pick them, starting to buy into that team a little bit last season. They're another year, another year improved. I kind of want to see if the Colts can go into Kansas City and give them a game in Week 5 and if we can still consider them an improved playoff team or if last season was kind of an aberration. That will be a game because it's week, it's, since it is Week 5, it'll be, the weather will be warmer. Last year, of course, it was January. It was cold, and Luck really isn't a great quarterback in the cold. The Colts are not an outdoor ball club at all, ever, mm-hmm. never ever really were. It's going to be Week 5. It's, it actually could be a – that could be a 38-34 to 34 kind of game. That really could be a high-scoring affair. What I'm looking – you know, at, at this game uh, – I'm just looking at the Colts in general. They didn't really make any moves during this offseason, and they had $100 million in cap space. To, but they have a lot of draft but, capital. But they do. They do. And, I mean, they don't really have that many holes necessarily. They they fixed up that offensive line, which was able to keep Andrew Luck upright and healthy last year, which proved to be a big-time difference for this team, for this Indianapolis Colts team. And then you have the Chiefs that lost, the, you know, D4, Justin Houston. Um, they, we don't know what's going to happen with um, – uh, Kareem Hunt, I believe it is. Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill, excuse me, Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, we don't know if he's going to be suspended or, or, or not. So let's see what happens. And it is, like you said, at at Arrowhead, it is going to be a little warmer. Maybe Andrew Luck can have a better game than he did in, in that playoff game for sure. I love both these teams, man. I I'm, all, I'm also That week, I'm also looking Rams-Seahawks. That's a Thursday yeah. night game. That's also going to be a very, very good game. Two NFC West opponents going head-to-head. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see as you bring up the Seahawks. Who's the second best team behind the Rams? Is it the Seahawks, or is everyone going to buy the hype of the Niners again? Depends on what Jimmy Garoppolo you're going to have back. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to judge the nine-game career of Jimmy. No, no, but him coming back off the injury as well, so that's going to be tough. But uh, James Bacioni, two more. Staying with the Chiefs, moving to Week 14. I'm looking at Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots. That one's going to be a good one. Go to overtime, please. <laughs> and let the Patriots win so the Chiefs don't have to complain. Oh. Or anybody Mahomes has to complain Brady. about. Part three. At, 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 at Gillette Stadium again. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just know it's going to be a good one. I mean, I mean bo- both games last season were, were really good games. I mean, although, you know, the first half, pa- Patrick Mahomes and actually both games had a very, very bad first half. Came back in the second half lighting everything up on fire. Can't blame it on D4 this year. Can't. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Could that be another uh, AFC AFC Championship game rematch? Sure. Again. That's gonna be that, that's, that's gonna, gonna be a hell fun. of a game. That's gonna be a hell of a that's gonna It'll be the four twenty five CBS game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jim Nance and Tony Romo are gonna be there for that. Hello, one. friends. It'll be interesting to see how the league responds to or adjusts rather to a Mahomes. Hmm. Seeing what he was able to do last I, year. I, you know and you know what's funny too, before you get to that? That's going to be the second match of Seahawks-Rams that week as well. So you're going to definitely want to watch that one, too. <laughs> to, your, to your Pat Mahomes point, I really do think a lot of the stuff Pat Mahomes did this past year, he won't get away with. The no-look passes, the, 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 he ain't going to get away with that this year, this mm. upcoming season. No know. way. I don't know. He's too agile, man. I don't know who's going to deny got him. legs, man. The kid's got legs. He's got, he's legs. got, he's got arms. He's got, he's got great. One loves, more. Dude. Loves ketchup. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so thing? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see what you right. did there. Last one. Again, this one could be big, could not be that huge. 
LA Rams at Dallas Cowboys Week 15. Woo! Could, could be a huge game for the Cowboys. You know, the Rams, we expect to be there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of be a big test for the Cowboys going into that playoff stretch, going into that last couple games, that playoff run. They can go into, if they can beat a Rams team at home and kind of beat them in good, in, you know, uh, not dominant, but beat them in, you know, well, good fashion. I think it could be a huge boost for the Cowboys going into the playoffs. I mean, I think that game, they see it on their calendar, and they're hoping that they're just in a position to be in a playoff run, maybe at the top of the division to maintain that lead in the NFC East. And that would just be a great test right there and later in the season to beat up on a great team. Mm-hmm. So I think that one could be a big game just for the Dallas Cowboys on their schedule. Yeah, I've got questions about the Cowboys coming in. We'll see how they address whatever they have to address in the draft. But losing a guy like Irving on the D-line, to, to me that's not even the biggest loss. The biggest loss is still Cole Beasley being that old reliable guy for Dak. But, look, I, I think they'll be right there with Philly in the NFC. So, you're right, you're right on that. I've got a game that uh, should definitely be must-watch, and it's definitely, you know, Going to be a, a, a game of offense versus defense. That's going to be Chiefs-Bears week uh, 16. That's going to be the, oh. the Sunday night game. That's going to be a hell of a game because you got the Bears defense with Khalil Mack over there. Then they're going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Who's going who's gonna to break first? And don't forget Matt Nagy. Where where did he come from? Kansas City. Kansas City yeah. under Andy Reid. That, that, I think that's also a, a game that is must-watch in this NFL season. I mean... We're going to have a lot of intriguing matchups this year for sure because uh, December 1st. A lot of teams did get better. Browns yeah. at Steelers. It's a 425 CBS game. I mean, who knows what the AFC North race will look like, obviously, with the high expectations for the Browns. What was the last time the Browns beat the, Pits, beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh? 2007? I, I can't remember the last time they beat, they beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. December 1st, It's a December game. Browns could be in contention. I'm looking at that one. That game could be really interesting to decide the AFC North. Like I said, they, if you look at every team's schedule, there's always those must-watch those must watch games. But, I mean, like some of the games that you pointed out, James Barcino, are definitely going to be games that yeah. we're, we're definitely going to be glued to the TV for. I mean, those are games that can make or break your season. Yeah. Those are games that can lead you to, to, to a division title. Number one seeds. That's that. That's how important those games. That's why really I picked are. out that Cowboys one at the end there because I just feel like late in the season like that, if the Cowboys are trying to make a run of this thing, going beating the LA Rams and that late in the season, it just would be a massive confidence boost. It's true mm-hmm. that they they can then in their locker room be like, we're the NFC supremacy and kind of take that off, like take that victory and go running with it. So that's why I picked that one. And then you also look at it from the standpoint of. Usually, at the end of the season, we get those divisional games, those games that, that really make or break your season at that point as well. I mean, it, for, for us to get a good game like that towards the end of the season, oh, man, it, 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 that's how you know this season is going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's, gonna, it's definitely going to be a must-watch NFL season in total, in general. Week 17, Chiefs-Chargers, that game could definitely, week 17, that game could definitely yeah. get flexed or decide the division oh. title. Both Chiefs Chargers games are oh. going to be good games this year. There's uh, one in Mexico City. Monday night, Mexico City. But yeah, man, for sure. We I can't wait for this NFL season to start, man. Yeah. I'm we just shocked got- neither one of you guys picked a Ryan Fitzpatrick game. Absolutely. Week one, Ravens Dolphins. Fitz is going to throw for three picks. Earl Thomas is getting two. All right. <laughs> so you're telling me to take the Raven defensive fantasy? I'll do yes, it. Yes. Do hey, that. Hey, listen. 
Last week of the season, we got Dolphins Patriots at Gillette Stadium. I mean, that'll decide the AFC East right there. Yeah, absolutely. That'll decide whether the Dolphins get the number one pick or not. It's how bad this team is going to be this year. Michael. Michael. But, no, yeah. Hey, listen, we just got the schedules yesterday. And for us to be this excited for the season to start already, that's how you know how important the NFL is uh, to each and every one of us. Anytime you can get to talk about it. Absolutely. For sure. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to break. When we come back, the start of the 3 o'clock hour, and guess what? It's Thursday. Oh, it's time. What does that mean? It's time. That it's time. It's time. It's Raider time. It's Thursday. Tri- <laughs> trivia time. Thursday trivia throwdown with the question master. I'm going to be like James from Jeopardy. Guy who, uh, you know, you watch Jeopardy regularly? Yes. No, won, I, I've watched Jeffrey. Uh, he's I won nine in a row, I believe. Yeah. He won 131 yeah, grand and last yeah, Two days ago, he won 106, and he set the record. Then yesterday, he won 131. He had a perfect game yesterday, I think it was, in Jeopardy standards. Yeah. I think that's what I read. He won $131,000 in one game. It's unreal. <laughs> yeah. Guy's crazy. Trebek put up a thing where they said they're, they're taping the 36. They're taping the seasons, the next season for Jeopardy, too, which is great. It's great to see Trebek right. still going. Yeah. Get as many as possible. Please. And that's why we play the music. In honor of Mr. Trebek. Coming up. By the way, the an- the, pot- the answers will always be Jason Giambi in this game. <laughs> in, this, in this trivia this trivia game, the answer will be Jason Giambi. Spoiler alert. So question master Evan Mazza <laughs> will get his, his questions ready. Right, thank but you. in the meantime, we're going to go to break here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll come back. This is Chalk Talk. Thank you. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is, this is the official start of the 3 o'clock hour. I'm Renee Canales, joined in the studio by James Baccioni, Evan Mazza, and yeah. our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. You got an injury. I feel, I feel like my phone just stabbed me. Like, wow. You're going to file an what? injury? Yeah. Sorry, Dude. guys. Wow. Star Wars, Attack of the Phone. Attack of the Phone. <laughs> the rise of the phone. Phone number to call is 631-676-2968 if you want to join the conversation. But ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Time for what, you may ask? It's time for Thursday. It's time for me to find the questions. Cause <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that'd that be help. nice. That, that would be nice. This is my, this is my life, right? by the way. My, my life as a, as a student. I, I was so disorganized, so yeah, this is now happening. I, I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right. Kudos, Mike, kudos. Kudos, that was kudos good. That was Mr. Good. Rifkin. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rifkin, if you may, get the music for us, please. We need a coin. And I do have a coin in my pocket. I found it. All right. right. Good for you. All right. <laughs> it is Thursday. Trivia so, throwdown, ladies and gentlemen. So nonchalant. The question master for the day is Mr. Evan Mazza. It will be James Baccioni mm. at a record of four and one. Three. Three and one. Excuse me. Wow. Meanwhile, okay. I'm, meanwhile I'm undefeated over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Shut up. <laughs> I'm one and one. <laughs> Mr. Baccioni with a record of three and one going up against your host, Renee Canales. With a record of one and uh, three. 80, 85. It, one and four. It feels like one and 85 for sure. So it feels like. I got the coin in my hand here. It is a Arizona 2008 coin. Nice. Um, with the Grand Canyon and a picture of a cactus there. Sounds like Arizona. Sounds like Arizona. <laughs> so I will flip it in the air. James Bajon, you want to call it? Yes. All right. Here we go. Heads. And it is tails. No. Yes. Oh. So with that being said. 
Mm, Mr. Baccioni. Get out, Baccioni. Leave us to the business. Leave the studio. Oh, I've never won when I've gone second. <laughs> That's my <laughs> only loss. I hate going second. Leave. Mr. Baccioni, you may leave the room, please. Leave an A and I to our business. Renee and I have to talk. Yeah, we got some business to handle. So, Mr. Baccioni, I will come and get you after I lose this round. Wow, um, already throwing it under. Oh, yeah, all the time, baby. That's what I do. That's yeah, all yeah, I do. You know what that sounds a lot like? What does that sound like? You're feeling frisky today, aren't you, right, Mike Rifkin? You feeling Is that it, huh? the Mad Money soundboard? Yes. Oh, wow, I never, never. I didn't, All right, I didn't so, Mr. Rifkin, get the music ready, please, if you may. Okay, so, this you, trivia question. You, you have to introduce yourself, man. You got to introduce yourself as a quiz master. I, I, I was about to do that. Right, now, you, got, sound, you sounded a little angry. No, I'm not angry. All right. I'm actually, well, I don't know. I'm actually kind of <laughs> tired today. I think we all are. My name is Evan Mazza. I'm, or Don Mazza, whatever you want to call me. Whatever my personality is today. <laughs> Depends on the day. Depends on the day. <laughs> I will be the trivia quiz master, and I will ask questions. The topic is the 2005, the Stanley Cup Finals bonus question. To the, pre- question, to the bon- present, to the, right? From 2005 to the present, questions about the Stanley Cup Finals. One of the best... One of the best trophies in all the sports, the, maybe the best. Uh, I, I always have a soft spot for the Lombardi Trophy, but the Stanley Cup Trophy. The is Stanley amazing. Cup Finals are—they're just always the best, uh, aren't they? They're, they're great. Yeah, absolutely. And the bonus question will be about the Stanley Cup playoffs, not the finals, but the playoffs. It's a p- particular playoff, and you and Bacioni actually might, might might get it. Okay. So, question number one. Oh, damn, I'm gonna lose already. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Who was your confidence? Who was the MVP of the 2005-2006 Daily Cup Finals between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Edmonton Oilers? Cam Ward. Ding! That's one. I actually did not know if you were going to get that one. Question number two. I did my two. studying, bro. I did my <laughs> studying. I had to, and it's crazy, too, because I had a feeling that, that some sort of question with the 2005 final would come up because... If, you, if you really look at it, it was the first one after the lockout, and a lot of people failed to recognize the fact that the Hurricane and the Oilers actually played in the final. Uh, <laughs> the, the Oilers have the reputation of being so bad over the last exactly. decade and a half or so. Question number two. During the ever-dreaded evil empire known as the Sidney Crosby era, the Pittsburgh Penguins are 3-1 and one in the Stanley Cup Finals. Who was the one lost to? The Detroit Red Wings. Ding! Yeah, Mr. 2-0 so far for Mr. Rene Canales. Number three. We're going back to an MVP question again. Who was the MVP of the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals between the Boston Bruins and the Vancouver Canucks? Oh. Oh. Jeff, call in any time. <laughs> was it Tim Thomas? Yes. Oh. Timmy Thomas. Oh. Oh. As you guys can tell, my, my questions are so, so amazing. Question number four. You're doing a very good job of, like, making sure we know the, what the Well, I'm, 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 I want to give questions that I that may, will make you think, but, I def, you know, will make you think. Yeah, a little bit. They're all, but, you know, I, I know, I, I do know, I do know that these questions could be pretty easy for you guys. Okay. Question number four. We're going to another dynasty era, another evil empire that New York Rangers fans and Islander fans have had to watch from afar, known as the New Jersey Devils evil empire in the Marty Brodeur era. The Devils won three Stanley Cup championships and lost their, and lost their final trip in the Marty Brodeur era to the Stanley Cup. Who did they lose to? Los Angeles Kings. That's the question number four. 
Rene Canales is four for four. I don't know if that's ever happened before. No, it has not. Not in, okay. not in this era of, tri of Thursday trivia. Question number five. Name all three of the Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup Championship and Finals MVPs during this three runs. During their three runs. They're all three championships they won. Three players. Who was their MVP? You don't have to say the year. Just think of who were the MVPs. There was three. Obviously, did not. there was nobody who won two, but there was one, two, three titles and three MVPs total. You know this, Big Mike? I think I know two. <laughs> I know one for sure. I, I think I know two. I would like to use my lifeline here. You can use your lifeline. Without giving it away. Without, without not giving it away. There's Is Jonathan three. Taves one of them? Yes. Okay. He's one. Okay. Two to go. One uh, down, two to go. You have to get all three. I have to get all three? Yes. Damn, that's crazy. Um... Duncan Keith, one of them. Yes, yes, that's two. Is that the one? Is that one that you? Were that, that's the one I knew. Okay. Uh, Corey Crawford. No. Oh, it wasn't Kane, was it? No, no it wasn't Kaner. It, it was it. It was Patrick Kane against son of a against Philly. Oh, oh, that's right. The game-winning goal. Yeah. Patrick oh. Kane. The three MVPs were Jonathan Taves, Duncan Keith, and the last championship they won, and Patrick Kane. Yeah, against the Philadelphia I, I didn't, Flyers. I didn't think it was. Kane either. I didn't think, I no, I didn't think it was it Kane. I thought it was Crawford. I thought it could have been Marion Hossa. Oh, that, oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. So I mean, you could have gone different, different they ways were with so that team. Balanced. They were so good. Yeah. That team was just from top to bottom, man. Yeah, that yeah, team Kane, was great. Taze, yep. the sharpshooter. He does a great I job. Will, I'll tell you, I, the Chicago Blackhawks, there's the Penguins, there's the Devils, but boom, Mel, I really enjoyed watching the Chicago Blackhawks. Hey, listen, run, with yeah. the Blackhawks being bad uh, this season and, and... They weren't even that bad. No, and they weren't. They were, they were, they were what, two, three games away Top from up, actually, yeah. getting, actually getting into a wild card. I mean, they were a pretty good. And now they own the number three pick in the draft. And that, it's always good to see. It's always good for hockey when the Rangers are good. Well, no, the original six teams mm -hmm. are good. Let's just put it that way. But was that the bonus question, Mr. Mazza? No, that was question number five. Okay, so let's save the bonus save question. Save the bonus question for later. For if James Baccioni goes uh, five for five or four for four. Well, or you, went four for, you went four out of five. You did pretty good. Well, if we're putting it that way, I went four and two-thirds out of two five. Four two-thirds out of five. All right, so let me go get Mr. James Baccioni. Uh, he should have a field day with these questions. Yeah, he, he, he really should. should. He so, uh, if worse comes to worse, he can try to look over Evan's shoulder. <laughs> Evan, just, yeah. Evan, come on this I side. Come that? Evan, come on this side. <laughs> Evan's gonna come on this side to uh, yeah, so so that way we can uh, uh, be fair. Yeah, it could it could definitely be fair. All right, so I'll I'll come back and I'll get uh, James Bachini. You guys hold it down. Thank you. Do, 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 Dude, do, do. That, that, that was impressive. You did you like it? I mean, I, I, I kind of thought. Oh, was he listening the whole time? No, he's not. Oh, okay, because like. <laughs> Did you make any new friends? Tien here. How long does it take to do five questions? I'll be honest with you. We got into a little thing after the last question. SAT. There's like a stampede out there. Like lady doing laps. Like a lady doing laps. Doing laps. Listening to music. Like making noise. Like working out. Like I'm like she's like passing me like seven times. She never says hi to me. She says hi to me. Unbelievable. She gives me a head nod. I got a I got a number. Other people walking by. I'm like standing there like oh top of the morning. Like how you doing? Then you get the other tall guy just walking around here. 
I got yeah. no, I got a fan like right across. Like he's down there. He works in the mornings during when we do haystack. He's like, hey man, I I, I hear you guys all the time. You know, he's <laughs> like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, oh, hey dude, I never got his name, but he's like my number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mr. Mazza. All right, here we the go. Jimmy Baccioni. Question number one. Oh wow, right into it. Who? I don't even feel welcome. Well, well, do you want me? Should I? Do I need to tell you how Renee? How yes, many questions? Need, yeah, break it down. Oh yeah, break it down. Renee got four out of four and two thirds out of five. The, oh my God. the fifth. Yeah, Renee did well. These questions are very, very complicated. They're very, very, very so. troubling. Trust me, Bachio, they're not that hard. I mean, question number five is a is a question where you have to get all three right. All so, right. question number one: Who was the MVP of the 2005-2006 Stanley Cup Finals between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Edmonton Oilers? Remember this. This whole thing is Stanley Cup Finals from 05 to now. 05, 06 to now. <laughs> I don't think I remember. Oh <laughs> five, oh six. Jesus. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, Edmonton Oilers. Who was the MVP? This was. Nah, I'm uh, not gonna go there. Shouldn't go there. I mean, like I know the answer. I want to say, but I feel like it's not right. Can I take a clue on that one? <sighs> Use the force, Luke. The guy who won it is still in the league. Playing in the league. Playing in the league. Is it Eric Stahl? It is not, not Eric, Eric Stahl. Stahl. It is Cam Ward. Okay, well, yeah, makes sense. My One. other hint was going to be it was going to be pre Connor McDavid. Because I, I, I think <laughs> that, that was the obviously. I, I just think people need to know Edmonton at one point was good after the eighties <laughs> and before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one wrong for Jimmy Bacioni. Renee had one wrong the entire thing. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bacioni to get back in this game. Number two, during the evil Pittsburgh Penguins Sidney Crosby era, which got swept away by the Isles. They are they are three and one in the Stanley Cup Finals. Who was the one team they lost to? Red Wings. And that is the correct answer for Mr. Jimmy Baccioni. One out of two. Question number three. Back to the MVP talk. Who was the MVP of the 2011 Stanley? I know he's laughing. Look at this. Who was the MVP of the Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals between the Boston Bruins and the Vancouver Canucks? Tim Thomas. Jimmy Thomas. That's correct. <laughs> I don't like paying attention to MVPs. What? I don't like paying attention that much. To but MVPs, you did. But I got it. But you did. Question number four. In the Marty Brodeau era, another evil dynasty empire that Ranger fans have had to watch from afar, in distraught, the New Jersey Devils have won three Stanley Cup championships, but lost their last trip to the Stanley Cup. Who did they lose to? Kings. That's right. All right. Now on to the fifth question. It's a th- again, it's a three-part question, and Jimmy Baccioni has to get this right, or else he has to get all three of them right, or else we go to the bonus round. And this is another MVP one. You're gonna hate me. No, I win. No, he won. No, I win. He's gotta get two. He's got Oh, get that's right. He has to get two. two. Okay, you're right. Oh. I apologize. He three has to, to get win, two. Three to win, two to tie. Three to win, two to tie. You're right. Okay. So, oh, be- this is like a. This isn't like a. Like a one-third point question. This is like a three-point actual yeah. question. Oh, okay. Right. It is the... Well, I got I got two out of the three right, so... Um, but you he, got... he got the first one wrong, so if... Exactly. He, so if he gets all three right... We get, it's, a right. it's a tie. It's a tie. It's right, a tie. Then we go to the bonus round. Okay. Okay. Name it. Name in the Chicago Blackhawks dynasty, their three Stanley Cup championships, name the three MVPs. Okay. Jonathan Tays. That's one. 
Patrick Kane. That's two. And um, let me see. Oh, oh. Uh, was it? Was it Dustin Bufflin? Oh, we have a winner. It was it was Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith. We I have a winner and the new champion of the world of the trivia questions. It's Renee Canales. Do you guys want me now? For uh, this is for all three of you. We're gonna do the bonus question. Renee won, but we're gonna do the bonus question because this is for all three of you. During the New York Rangers won to the run to the Stanley Cup Finals, where they lost to the LA Kings for their entire Stanley Cup playoffs, all of it. Which New York Ranger was tied for fifth in that whole entire playoff run for goals scored with eight? Marion Gabbard. No. No, he oh, got he traded. Oh, yeah, yeah. he wasn't um, in that cup run. He, we got the great playoff before that, right? Yeah. Was it uh, Brad Richards? No. Come on, Big Mike. So, eight in 2012. They're run to the, the Stanley Cup to, to, the, to the Kings. That entire Stanley Cup run. Not Marty St. Louis. Gonna, yes, yeah, Marty St. Louis. He was tied for fifth. In goals scored with eight, tied with Renee Borquet and Patrick Kane. Renee Bork. Bork, sorry. No, that's fine. Hmm, nice. All right, Renee, back in the wing column. All right, it feels great, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Who, who, speech, wait, whose speech, wins speech, were, more impo- it, it, were more impressive, the Yankees two over the Red Sox or yours today? <laughs> um, I'm waiting for a. Uh, I think it. I, I think it was. I think it was mine. <laughs> I think it was mine, just simply because the the, the odds were stacked against me. Uh, I was really thinking, like, who do you, who's, like, the active leader in, like, playoff goals or who's the active leader in, like, playoff points. And, like, I had those not nailed down. <laughs> I was, like, ready to be, like, Patrick Marlowe, like, most goals. Like, but those didn't, those didn't happen. No, didn't sorry. Happen. I'm sorry to disappoint, but that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> well, I'm back in the win column, so I guess I'm asking the questions next week. Uh, so I'm pretty excited so, about Pacioti that and Fogarty or Big Mike? Uh... If if Fogarty's not here, then it's gonna be you, Mr. Me? Mazza, against Mr. Baccioni. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, do you, what, what questions are you thinking about? The history of Renee Canales. <laughs> oh, that's very bland. There's only two questions for that one. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of Taco Bell. <laughs> what did Renee have for lunch on Monday? Taco Bell. <laughs> no, like what about just... Tuesday? <laughs> a sandwich, Cabo, a sandwich, Chipotle, pizza, McDonald's, Burger I King. I change it up every now and then. I change um, it up. I would probably go with uh, baseball. Okay, baseball again. Fair enough. But I could change it up. What so. about it? What about baseball? Um, <laughs> what about baseball? What about it? What about it? I mean, there's an NBA playoff going on. Oh, I'm going to get my butt kicked ooh, on that one. Ooh, so I could do NBA playoff questions. There you go. There, there you go. Golden NBA, State Warriors NBA next. NBA playoff questions. Golden State Warriors next. <laughs> Golden State Warriors next. Lakers next. Next. We're going to uh, do up the same time era. We will be do for hockey. Oh, 5 oh, 6 yeah. and on. I mean, that's fair. That's like a moment. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty, like, no, this will be the all, only M, all the NBA finals. Oh, 5 oh, 06 to, to now. Yeah, oh, 05 oh, 06 till now. NBA finals. Ooh. And then we'll and sort of do there it is. Yeah, and we'll sort of do like a bonus question as well, like you yeah. did. Okay. No um, problem. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I am back in the win column on Thursday Trivia Throwdown. <laughs> LeBron. Feels good to be back here. I am two and four now. Um, and like I told you, I told you last week. You did say you guaranteed victory. <laughs> you guaranteed victory. Guaranteed, we can go to the tapes. He did it. I guaranteed three in a row, so I'm I'm one for one right now. Let's let's wait. Well, let's wait for two weeks from now until somebody else asks a question. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. With that being said, uh, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, uh, some of the scores that happened yesterday. 
Um, and then we'll look forward to some games tonight. We've got the Brooklyn Nets in action. That's going to be a good one in game three against the Philadelphia 76ers live from the Barclays Center. So we're going to touch on that when we come back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio you're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Fresh off of the victory on trivia Thursday, on Thursday trivia throwdown. And a fresh bladder. And a fresh bladder. <laughs> Welcome TMI. back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, NBA playoffs are in full swing. We have a few. We have a, a three games tonight. Uh, we had three last night, and three actually. One of them was actually pretty good. The other two were just. Absolute blowouts. Um, we had the Celtics and the Pacers last night, 99-91, uh, the final score in that one. Uh, at least the winning team scored over 80 points in this one. But the story of that one, Kyrie Irving went absolutely off yesterday. And so did Jason Tatum. Um, Irving scored 37 points in this one uh, to lead the Celtics to a 2-0 series lead. Uh, James Baccioni, is this one pretty much over at this point? Are the, are the Celtics going to end up sweeping the Indiana Pacers? Mm. Or you think the Pacers maybe can actually can pull maybe one pull out? Pull out one when they get back home. The Pacers might be able to pull out one. I don't see them winning the series. Though. I think we said it from the beginning. It was, yeah. I mean, if this Boston team started to click at any way, they were going to be handle the Pacers pretty easily, and I think that's kind of happening. So I think I think they're in pretty pretty good position right now to take care of Indiana. Thirty-seven points in thirty-nine minutes. Six of ten from three. Fifteen of twenty-six from the field. Six rebounds. Seven assists. For Kyrie Irving in that one, Jason Tatum had 26 points. Yeah, I mean, when you get that production from Tatum, yeah. you're going to win a lot of games. Absolutely, and Gordon Hayward had 13 off the bench, so that you know that that's also a pretty good showing for him as well. But yeah, the the Pacers. I mean, Bogdanovich had 23 points. Uh, Young had 15. Collison had 13. But other than that, you know, th- there's not much on that team that can really give you, you know, that there's that thought that, that they guy. can. No, there isn't. Victor Oladipo is that guy. And obviously he's not there, and we've said we've said it from the start of the series. He's going to be missed sorely in this during this postseason run for the, for the Pacers, and and you could tell this this team is very one dimensional without Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that game happened last night. That was the early game. We had the Bucks and the Pistons. Miles uh, My, Turner also just isn't that guy for Indiana. We thought a couple of years ago when he came into the league, he was going to blossom into this All Star, you know, possible mm-hmm. defensive team and candidate, but. He's he really hasn't taken that big of a step in his in the last couple seasons. He's been good, he's been okay, but he really hasn't blossomed into that superstar potential where people might have saw him a couple years ago. So. He never turned the corner. Oh, I saw that coming. He didn't. <laughs> How do we continue from there? Wow, we can't because the other two games were just awful. <laughs> we had the Bucks and the Pistons yesterday. Yeah, I mean, again, that, that, like that, that's a sweep. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that one's that one's pretty much over. One twenty uh, to ninety nine. Uh, it's the Giannis at the Nakumbo show in, the, in that series, and, and that's just what's, what it's going to be. We also had the Rockets against the Jazz, the Utah Jazz. The James Harden show. That, yeah, I mean, that's just a Rockets show because the, the Rockets look good. They've taken flight. Yeah, you thought Ricky Rubio could guard James Harden. You <laughs> yeah. see that crossover? The oh, my day? God. I yeah. said Paul. I didn't say Harden. Oh, you did say Paul. My bad. Oh, you my goodness Paul. gracious. He had Ricky Rubio looking the other way for five seconds. It was, And James Harden is looking at him as Ricky Rubio is rolling <laughs> to the other. And he's just staring at him. 
he missed a shot, but but still. Yeah. And, and did you see in game one how Ricky Rubio decided to guard Ricky, James Harden? Uh, Ricky Rubio I, said after he's like, "Yeah, I'll still guard James Harden." James yeah. Harden goes, "Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> even better for me." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ricky Rubio played him on the side. He didn't even play him play in front of him. He played to his side, and James Harden just took it right to the hole. I mean, that game was. Oh, I thought the Utah Jazz would make it more of a series than what it's been. They need more. Yeah, out of Utah's Donovan just Mitchell. shooting too well. I mean, I mean, I mean, Houston. I mean, Houston, yeah. Houston yeah. is just shooting too well. Yeah. I mean, you're getting production fifteen plus points from Eric Gordon every night. It's it's, and plus you're going, you know, you're going to get the thirty five from Harden. You're going to get the fifteen to twenty from, from Paul Kirk, with yeah, the assists Paul. and some rebounds. I mean, PJ Tucker is also had a great well. game yesterday. So I mean, with that, the way Eric Gordon's shooting as well to add on top of the already shooters that they have, really all only you need is James Harden sometimes because he'll score seventy. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's they're just too much to handle for Utah right now. Clint Capella is the only one that uh, the only starter that wasn't in double. I think Houston's going to be too hard to handle for a lot of teams. I'm, I think they could give Golden State a bit of. Uh, I definitely it, it, think that for, they can. For, for for some trouble. They yeah. gave him last trouble last year. No, they did. No, for sure. And, and they gave him trouble in, in the in the in the regular season this year. They won three out of four. Yeah. So uh, it, it looks like pretty much this one's over. It looks like Houston's going to – I think Utah can take one at home um, if that. But the, way Houston, but the way Houston is shooting right now, I don't see this one going past five. Not whatsoever. I mean, they're, they are just shooting the lights They just put out. up 118 so easily. Like it <laughs> I mean, James Harden, if he has more time, can do it himself. Yeah, could. <laughs> and they, what, what did they put up? Uh, they put up 122 in game one. I mean <laughs> – Jeez, man, that's just that's just not even fair. But let's look at the games uh, for tonight. And let's start off with, with, with the, J- the Jimmy Bacchioni heart attack. Game. Yeah. <laughs> we got the Philadelphia 76ers going into Brooklyn, the Barclay Center, to face off against the Brooklyn Nets, 8 o'clock start on TNT. Uh, the on Bro- Yes. And on Yes. You want to hear I and oh, Eagle. Oh, then no, and- it won't be on Yes. It'll be on My 9, excuse me. Oh, My 9 today? Yankees. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good point. I and Eagle, Sarah Kusak on the call there. Um, eighteen. <laughs> I love 18. it when a plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it when the local just. Uh, just I like the I first like round. The local, so the first local, round, it's a best. Uh, yeah. I hate when it becomes all national. Yeah. I like when the worst. It should be It's the guys I've been watching all season. You know, yeah. it's it's they're they're the ones who are into it as well. They're the Nets fans. It's it's. I hate when it goes to the round two, and then it becomes all national. And we don't, and we don't get, and we don't get that in baseball. No, in baseball, first round we get. Hockey does do that. Hockey does that. I love the first round we get when we get to hear Sam Rosen on the call. You still get Joe later on, which is okay. And even in baseball, you still get Ron Darling. So you got a little bit of a familiar voice. And I mean, if you're a Ranger fan, and if you listen to the radio, we still get Kenny Albert every now and then on some games as well. For yeah, So, but like I said, 76ers coming into town playing the Brooklyn Nets. Series is tied 1-1. Um, the 76ers couldn't miss in that third quarter no. uh, in game two. Uh, scored 51 points. I'm impressed. 51 <laughs> points. Um, Joel, Embiid with the, uh, Joel Embiid with an elbow to Jared Allen. Yeah, that um, was that, that That looks like it spiced up the series yeah, a little he got bit. got technical, so it, it, was, it was handled. Could it have been a case for a flagrant two? No, Could there have been no, a case gotta, for that? Uh, mm, I mean, I wish. But no, <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think it was that bad. He got the no? playground one. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, that definitely added some spice to the to the series. The Nets are not happy about it. They weren't happy with how Joel Embiid uh, during the press conference after the game was laughing about uh, you know what what happened uh, during the game. Jared Dudley has some choice words to say uh, for 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 the Seventy Sixers. I mean, it's starting to get spicy here a bit. Can the Nets go out there tonight in Brooklyn 
and really, really show the 76ers how they play at home and, and how well coached they are. Because if we, if we really look at it, the, the reason why that game was as, as much of a blowout as it was in game two was because the Sixers dropped 51 points in that, sec- in that third quarter. I mean, yeah, it was a one-point game at the half. 65-64 going yeah. in, yeah. And then the Sixers just came out and did what I said in the beginning of the series they had to do was to get inside and shoot mostly 18-footers in because that's where they are better than the Nets at. And that's what they did do. They they got to the rim at will. But the Nets also didn't have a healthy Ed Davis in, in this game. Ed Davis, Ed Davis was only able to play five minutes, whereas we saw in game one, Ed Davis had 16 rebounds. I mean, Jared Allen, as great of a center as he is and he can block, he's really not good at all at bodying up the other center or bigger players. He's not physical like that yet in his career, and he can't do it. So when players like LMB are getting inside on him, he has no answer. Ed Davis is that guy who can do that. He's a salty vet. He knows that's exactly what he does best. So he can limit that, and then it becomes in a shooting game, which is like we said the Nets can play. That's how they squeezed out that game one. And also, D'Lo in game one was good the entire time, where mostly good. He picked it up in the second. But I want to see him come out in game three tonight at home and get going early. Hit his first couple shots because he hasn't been able to do that lately. And I, want, I think... Because once he hit I, those first few shots, you get I your, want the your lead legs early. I want, I, want to, I want the lead going into the half tonight, I think, for the Nets. I think that would be very important for them do to you do think it's po- You think, obviously, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I, think, I think it's huge to have the lead going into half. Right. And I don't see a, co- a third quarter like that happening ever again. No, and, fi- I mean for nah. a team to score fifty-one points like that, I mean that you just got th- a those are cap. rare. They weren't they were they weren't missing shots. Everything was going. Those are in just absolutely them. rare. And that's got collapsed. I mean the defense just went into a. There's nothing you could do. It was just <laughs> it was like free fall at that point. Yeah. So oh. expectations for the game. Uh, Nets obviously, like you said, it's important for them to to, to control to control the lead at the half. Mm-hmm. What do you ultimately? What do you ultimately see as the, the final result? You think the Nets pull this game three out, or do you think they go into game four down two to one? I mean, everything on paper says that the Sixers should win this game and should take control of this series. But I, I'm, I'm not going to count out the Nets, especially at home tonight. A big playoff game. You know this means a lot to them. Uh, this is a really tight-knit team. First playoff game in a, yeah, in a few I years. Mean, it's yeah. gonna be a, the crowd's going to be crazy. Wish I was there. Uh, Too expensive? It gives a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, I think Atkinson comes out with a different sort of scheme to kind of fool Embiid, kind of do some different things that obviously did not work in that third quarter. Is that uh, Davis healthy enough to play more than five yeah, minutes in this yeah, game? Yeah, Davis will be back. And, and I think it's a different mindset going tonight. I think that the Nets come out, they erase game one and really come out with just a different complete this is a new game, new basketball game, game three at home. Let's get this one and control this series again. Because they could be in control of this series. They have home field, they have home court now. Win this game. Definitely watch that one. That, it, that one's going to be a very, very good series and, and very high possibilities of this one going seven, six to seven. So definitely watch that. We also have the Denver Nuggets going to San Antonio now as this series turns over. Facing off against the San Antonio Spurs, series tied 1-1. It was the, the Jamal Murray show in the fourth quarter in, the, in, in game two as he went absolutely bananas to bring back the, the, the Nuggets and get them the victory in game two after the Spurs just stole one in, in Denver in game one. Um, how do we see this one turning out, fellas? Because the Spurs, as we know, the Greg Popovich-led team, they're pretty good at home during the playoffs. Um, and the Nuggets coming off of that thrilling victory in game two, who has the momentum going forward? How do we see this one turning out? I want to see if this 
the game two second half from Jamal Murray if that carries over into tonight because the game one he wasn't very good in the first half the other night in game two he wasn't very good then somehow a light went off in his head yep and he just went off so if that carries over I think the Spurs are in some trouble but I think at home with Greg Popovich I think the Spurs regain the lead I think it's anyone's it's anyone's series. This Nuggets Spurs series. This is definitely anyone's series. I think I also think the same with Nets Sixers. That's I, I think that's also anyone's series. I think Spurs at home though. I think I'll t- I think you could be looking at a split at home with the Spurs and the Nuggets, and then we go to that <clears throat> important game five down two two with a split of two, which I think would be in San Antonio, I believe. No, game five would be. Oh, game five be in Denver. Denver, I believe. Okay, I believe they play the two two one 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 until the finals. Right, right, or is that two? That's still two three two the finals. I think so. Yeah. So anyway. all right. So then I, exp- I, exp- I think we're gonna get a split in these two games. This and I think the same will be. I think the same is said for Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia Brooklyn. I think we're gonna get a split in game. I think the Nets win tonight, and Philly will take Game Four, heading heading back to Philly Game Five. So th- these two series are both any one series to me. Anyone, anyone. Hey, listen, the Spurs are 32-9 and nine at home. The, Spur- the Spurs are the Spurs. I think the Spurs yeah. look to control the pace tonight, play their style of basketball, and kind of maybe even bore the Nuggets to death, honestly, in a way. <laughs> because sometimes the Spurs do play some, some sort of that boring basketball, but it's just so efficient. But it wins. It wins, the, it wins them games. So, New England Patriots are boring, but they win. No, they're just annoying. Um, but I so we see the Spurs pulling this one out, taking the 2-1 lead. Yeah, I do. I do. And DeMar DeRozan has to have a coming out party at some point, too. Now that he's been bad in the first two games, he just hasn't been the best player on the Spurs. Should take a, a uh, page out of the book of his best friend, Kyle Lowry, who had no points in the game in Kyle. game one. Came out pretty de- pretty decent in game two. So, yeah. um, Game three of the night. This will be the most, interesting, I, the, most yeah. interesting game of the night. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, really, this, this was... Just... This one's going to be very, very interesting. Go for it. <laughs> we have the Golden State Warriors going up against the Los Angeles Clippers in L.A. at the Staples Center for Game 3 after the Clippers – bless you. After the Clippers bless had – Bless you. Wow, I didn't hear that one. Uh, one of the most historic comebacks. Usually I hear, usually I hear sneezes. Yeah, I didn't I'm hear that. Dang, man. <laughs> I'm loud when I come to sneezing. When I sneeze, it's like boom. I mean, we hear the other guys in the other room sneezing Oh, these all don't. The time. They are loud. Uh, but, yeah, we have game three tonight after the historic comeback by the Los Angeles Clippers in game two, down 31 in the second half. I'm, I'm telling you, in that game, in that towards the end of that third quarter when Golden State was up really big, I saw Patrick Beverly, I believe it was, take a – uh, it was he, he drew like a charge, and mm-hmm. he was just he got up like so and they were down twenty five and I just saw the Clippers I was like they're gonna they're gonna make a run this this thing is over there's still fifteen minutes left to play in this entire game including the fourth quarter and like three minutes in the mm-hmm. third so I, I just saw the Clippers have so much more intensity so much more will so much more energy on it more, really more than the Golden State had I don't know I know Golden State was up big but this is the playoffs you can't take your foot off the break what does this mean moving forward for a Clippers team that now knows that when they play with their energy they can play with this Golden State team well th- this is what we were saying the day, the day after that comeback um the the Clippers have nothing to really lose here they're, they're not the, they're money. not the, they're not the one that's the number one seed they're not the one that's favored to get to the NBA finals the Clippers are here to, you know, just to play their game, play their style of basketball, and hopefully win a few games. And, I mean, the fact that you came back from 31 down, 
That's a huge momentum. I, I listen. If the Clippers go out there and put put down a good showing in front of the uh, in front of the Staples Center crowd, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked. No more Boogie Cousins. There's no Boogie. He's done for the he's done for the playoffs. Uh, Ke- Patrick Beverly has been in the mind of Kevin Durant yes, the has. entire series. Yes, he has. Uh, especially forcing uh, forces of key turnovers down the stretch in that game too, which led to uh, a, a few buckets for the Clippers and ultimately the lead in that fourth quarter. Um, Steph Curry scoring seven points in that second half. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be able to hold Big him Mike, to seven points like that. But Can you find the clip of Tracy McGrady on the jump last night talking about <clears throat> Durant, Kevin Durant, and uh, Trace, uh, Patrick Beverly? Sure. Yeah, it's actually, on, if you go to Rachel Nichols' uh, Twitter account, Twitter page, it's there. It's a short little two-minute clip. He talks about... Uh, he talks about Patrick Beverly and Kevin Durant. He pretty much says, "Where's that bad man, KD?" And I think that's kind. Of, I think that's the big thing in the series. Where is Kevin Durant? And I think Durant needs to show up big this time. He even said, uh, "He's a you know, yeah, he's annoying. He's a pest." Talking mm-hmm. about Patrick Beverly, I think Durant really needs to come out today and show the world, you know, okay, Beverly is not going to bother me. We're going to take care of business. Well, I think after the, I, I got it. Got bad man that we're so accustomed to seeing on on the basketball court the best player in the game right now. You know, we talk about um, him being not really accepting that it's Steph's team, but he's won two finals MVP. But Steph is averaging 33 points in these playoffs right now. We need you, KD, to be up there leading our team. Boogie is out right now, so we're going to have to have you, Clay. And Draymond and these other guys fill fill in for that void. But you, KD, who we consider the best player in these playoffs, has to show up. Guys, it's going to be so fascinating the way history looks back at this. Because by KD going to the Warriors, he created a team that is almost unbeatable. They have not been beat yet. Okay? Um, Yet, by doing that, he has only drawn the ire of everybody and has gotten almost no happiness out of it, which exudes from him almost daily. We see that. And so if this does break up, I really wonder how history is going to remember this, whether this was an awesome situation developed with all this greatness and, as Iguodala said there, the template of all organizations, or whether this will stem the tide of superstar free agency. So, I mean, you know, we get the point of that one. I mean... Everybody is looking for that bad man in KD to come out. But KD, when it comes to him getting flustered, when we've seen it happen. When he gets flustered, he really loses his game. But he can't get flustered. You can't do that. He's a baby. Can't get flustered. What, what, what did we say the other day? What did if, we say? if he was here in New York oh, he'd and be that stuff apart, happened, yeah. he'd get ripped apart. But he has the luxury of having other all-stars with him. Steph, Clay. I'm- I mean, like you said before with the Clippers, this is a guy in Patrick Beverly who has nothing to lose by doing anything to Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant has everything to lose by not answering and not playing well to this guy who's in his head. He's, he's bothering him. Like he's, he's got nothing to lose. Literally Patrick Beverly. He can flustered. do whatever he wants. He, he's, Literally. He's, he's got everything to, lo- to, to gain and nothing to lose. And Kevin Durant's got everything to lose and nothing really to gain. Hmm. So, I mean. Right? What's Kevin Durant have to gain? Nothing. Nothing. If he beats Patrick Beverly, we're not going to say, oh, Kevin Durant did it. He beat Patrick yeah. Beverly. It, it's expected. And that's what, it's, Beverly's got in totally the position here, and he's having a great time with it. I think Kevin Durant actually does have a lot to gain, though. He has. I think he has. I think it's big for him to get another championship with Golden State, especially with LeBron out of the out of the, with LeBron kind of you know kind of not saying fading away, but kind of trending water now. 
Durant can kind of take this opportunity with free agency coming. He has a lot to gain by winning another title. Yeah, but you no, see, he, he's going to get his money no we'll matter, his money what. matter what. what. What makes it different for me? What and makes he could be, be officially declared the best player in the league. What makes it different for me is Kevin Durant easily gets flustered. LeBron James doesn't. LeBron James, if Patrick Beverly was playing those types of mind games with him, LeBron James would take him into the blender. Well, we saw Lance Stevenson try to do it. Yeah, and that only infuriated even LeBron more. James even more. So, I mean. To the point where LeBron brought him in. <laughs> <laughs> but Patrick Beverly, to, to be the difference maker in the series, that, that says a lot. That really does say a lot. And let's not forget, Lou Williams is on the scene shooting lights out as well. He had, what, 36 Six. points in game two? Um, like I said, this Clippers team has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So they're going to go out there and play their, and then play their style of basketball. Think about it. That's what Doc Rivers has done for this team. Most of these guys were cast-offs in the Chris Paul deal. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris got traded away. Man, they're not There's no superstar in the team. Danilo Gallinari? No, the best player is their coach. Yeah, that's it. So, like I said, nothing to lose. They're going to go out there and play game three the way they want to play, and hopefully they can keep it close enough to where they can actually make a decent side, sort of a run and close out the game. I'll say I don't expect it, though. I, I I don't necessarily do because that 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 only pissed off the Golden State Warriors yeah. even more. Yeah. That only pissed off Steph Curry, pissed off Draymond Green. I mean, those guys are going to come out and shoot lights Curry's out. He's going to shoot lights out tonight. I think Clay. I think Clay has a big game tonight. I think Durant's going to have a big game. I think Durant. I think Durant's going to have a bounce back. All so, eyes are going to be on him. So I mean, we get, we all got the Golden State Warriors winning this one and taking. But if the Clippers the pull it off, I mean, Staples Center's going to be rocking. It's going to be packed. It is. It's going to be a lot of Clippers have a lot of momentum coming in. If they do pull it out, we got ourselves a series. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, if I'm Steve Kerr and I'm walking around the streets of L.A., I might think about dropping the two grand that Doc dropped <laughs> and see if someone <laughs> wants to help him out. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Somebody's yeah. going to take it and somebody's <laughs> going to run with it. <laughs> that's, not, just, that's just not going to happen. But, yeah, that's those are the three games for tonight in the NBA playoff docket. Um, and they're they're going to be very good. The Nets, the the Nets Sixers one. It's going to be stupendous. Um, if, if the Nets win, Bacioni will be doing cartwheels all, all around the neighborhood. I will. He probably will. <laughs> it's very accurate. He'll probably throw down a six pack as well. <laughs> and he, and he feels, maybe a twelve. That's regardless, <laughs> the Spurs game against the Nuggets is going to be very good as well. We're going to see what type of uh, basketball the Spurs are going to play at home. Like I said, thirty-two and nine on the season. And then we also have the Warriors against the Clippers, trying to bounce back. From that, uh, from that loss to the Clippers after leading by 31 in the second half. So that's something to look forward to. Now let's transition over to the NHL playoffs, which also... Real quick. Uh, yeah, real quick, which also occurred la- was happening last night. We had the Avalanche beating the Flames in overtime. Uh, Miko Rantanen gets the game-winning goal. Um, that overtime was just outstanding, Big Mike. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Phil- Philip Grubauer with, uh, with the stupendous, uh, stupendous oh. save in that overtime. Mm-hmm. Um are the Flames done? Because the Avs seem to have their number the, now. The, that series is three to one. That series is three. I, I think the close fl- games. Yeah, yeah. But the Whoa, different- another, sorry, another player in baseball got a contract extension. Oh boy. I, I don't know who that was, but it just popped on the MLB ticker. You guys, you guys keep talking. Yeah. I'm gonna yep. look it up. So the the difference is the Avs' best players have been their best players. Ranton in last night, Nathan McKinnon, they've been their best players. 
The Flames need Johnny mm. Gaudreau to be good. They need Sean Monahan to be good. Who signed the contract extension? Uh, Chris Davis and the Oakland A's are in agreement on a two-year, thirty-three and a half million dollar deal. <laughs> no. I was like, no, no, no. no, that guy already got his yeah. money. So Chris, Chris Davis of the Oakland A's got Chris with a K. Chris with a K. Chris with a K gets a two-year deal, uh, two-year, uh, thirty-three and a half million dollar deal. What are the more underrated Oakland players in the oh, game? Oh, for sure, great. For you know sure, what? good for the Oakland A's to at least get a short-term extension done because I would, uh, you would hate to see him uh, another really darn good A's player walk away and go to the Yankees or the Red Sox or I, I, the I, I'd take them off Philly. their hands. What's up? I'd take them off their hands. <laughs> hey, I'll take I'll take him too. Uh, and his two forty-seven batting average. But yeah, so Chris Davis gets a two-year <laughs> extension, uh, thirty-three and a half million dollars from the Oakland A's. Good for him. Uh, good but for him. Yeah, uh, let's finish off with uh, with Augie before we go. Okay. Uh, what were we saying? Uh, the, 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 the Avalanche. I don't think yeah. the Flames are done, but I think they'll win Game Five at home. Okay, I'll say that about Cal. All right, so that that series is three to one. Um, let's move on to uh, the Boston Bruins pulling out in Toronto last night, six to four over the Maple Leafs. That one's two to two. This has the writing of a seven game oh, series going yeah. forward from oh, here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it, it's uh, it's sort of like the Boston Celtics, man. There's something in Boston. Jekyll and Hyde. Dude, there was something brewing in Boston. Literally, Jekyll and Hyde. One day you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get a Boston Bruins team that can't get anything going, and then in, in the next game you're gonna get the Boston Bruins team that that has everything going for them. Yeah, and it, and that's what happened in this one. And their best players were their best players. Mm-hmm. Pasternak had two goals. Marchand had a goal. Bergeron had a couple of assists. I think they could buy him for six points. Charlie McAvoy was really finally good got last one, night uh, finally got on, on the, the power play. And how about the game-winning goal? Zdeno Chara. That that Chara is one of my favorite players to watch. I love Chara. Game winner. A uh, little concerning that they blew a two-goal lead. Boston. Yeah, it got, it got a little close. But, yeah, but they were able to get, get, it, right get it out. Yeah. But if you're Toronto, Austin Matthews lit the lamp twice, so you got to be happy with that. Seven game series written all over this. Yeah. Uh, th- all this is, over. That is, this is so fun. That series. Yeah, it's it's like I said, Jekyll and Hyde, man. That, mm-hmm. That's that, that's what it is. Let's move on. Nashville against Dallas. Dallas gets the five one victory in Game Four. That one's tied two two. Matt Zuccarello once again <laughs> lights the lamp in that one. Former Ranger. Um, is this another one that can go seven? Oh, it could go seven. Absolutely. These are two really good teams. Nashville's got to find a way for their forwards to score. Mm. Well, they're running to the hottest goaltender. Yeah, I, listen, they have to find a way. Get people to the front of the net. They've got real active decor. Shots from the point. They got the defense to do it. Yeah, they really do. So any upsets tonight? No, I think Washington wins. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. I think the Jets pull this one out. Yeah, I think, I the, think Jets the Jets do. pull it out in Winnipeg. Is that an yeah. upset? That's not no, an upset. No, no. I could see San Jose winning because they're at home, but I have too many questions about Martin Jones tonight. Well, that's what it is. You know, the the problem there with Martin Jones is he's letting up these goals two minutes, three minutes into the game. Those early goals really kill the San Jose Sharks because that gets the Knights going. Yeah. Well, Well, they have to control Mark Stone, too, though. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we we talked about when we did the trade deadline at – Commended Doug Wilson for the Nyquist trade mm-hmm. and getting Carlson over the summer. Martin Jones wasn't good in the regular season. There was no, goaltending on the yeah. market, so and they never went out and got anyone. So I th- that's a question. I do have an upset. I think the Hurricanes win tonight. Wow. Yeah. 
They hand down capital punishment, or the capitals rocked like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> capital punishment. Capital punishment. Do you think the Sharks could go, should make a switch to Aaron Dell? No, because I don't no, think he hasn't been that good either. He hasn't. He hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't but maybe at some point you got to make a move. He was one of the worst backups what in the if, league what if this Martin year. Martin Jones less than three goals in the first period tonight. Well, well that, that, that's what you, happened. That's you, what happened in game. What was it? Game but, two. But that that's gonna be a thing for the off season for them. Yeah. Well, well, like we talk about with you know Tampa, what's gonna change in Tampa? Not much. The Sharks, there could be major changes. Well, it all starts with goaltending. Because that's where it all starts. Team, yeah. But that's. Martin Jones, like I said it before, they had the worst uh, saves percentage, I believe it was in, in, the, in, playoffs. in the not even the play in the regular in the season. Yeah, it was like yeah. an eight point nine yes. seven or yeah. something. So I mean, it, it just wasn't good at all. And we've seen Martin Jones point eight nine seven. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Jones in in game one when the Sharks had that lead, he wasn't flustered. Right. But the moment that he gives up that first goal going into the game, his mind his goes. mind loses it, and and that's it. And mm-hmm. the shark and and the, and then the Knights have a field day with it. And the other key is. The guy on the other side, because Mark Andre Fleury's oh, been rock solid. Yeah. The poke check he had the other night, whoo! Hmm. I think well. I think that I think the Knights finish it off tonight. Yeah, I, I see the Knights winning. I don't see the Hurricanes winning tonight. I, I don't either. I, I the Caps have as long as is Svechnikov even alive. <laughs> Svechnikov <laughs> is, is he on a tube somewhere? Svechnikov oh, is that's, out. Dude, that's did me. you see what happened to him? Yeah, I did. <laughs> he hit the ice like a. <laughs> I mean that was bad, but I'm genuinely concerned. Yeah, <laughs> he's out, and Michael Furland is out for Carolina. But yeah, good luck with that one. Whatever. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the road for us here today. Thanks for joining us. I finally got a win in Thursday trivia throwdown, so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm gonna go to work all happy, and then get mad about it. Like uh, a couple drinks. <laughs> uh, maybe a little later. Yeah, but that does it for us here today. James Baccioni, Evan Miles, and our producer Big Mike Griffin. I'm Renee Canales. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Coming up next. Matty Caps in the third along the show with Speedy Petey as he's here with his big board. <laughs> he's, he's got the schedule ready to go. It's, so. Sa- it's Saquon Barkley Day. Oh, yes, it is. So uh, we'll, see, we'll, see, <laughs> we'll see you guys. Have a great one. Stay tuned. It's, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.